Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Congratulations, you've unlocked some Gorilla Radio. I am a crypto keeper, Steve Strange. I will break down a digital asset called cryptocurrency. Picture me rolling into central land. I got no time for glitches. I just need to buy land. They are chasing my bosses. What somebody be telling? But I don't give much, because I ain't selling. My NFT is not another number. I put a price, so don't place a bit what is under. The banks want to see us there. If a bull price is on our head, but still I have mana on my ledge. Q, the OBDI. OBDI stands for Observational Dilemma. And uh, that is a situation that not only I am in, but we are all in. It's a particular moment in time where You're observing the landscape and deciding which route to take. And then upon deciding this route, there is, uh, therein lies the dilemma because there really is no, um, retracing or going back or seeing, uh, the path as it, as it was. So I'm going to make a bit of announcement at the end of the show. And if you could stay with me here, but before I do that, I'm going to revisit what this show has been. Um, we have been experiencing and seeing unfold one of the greatest technological breakthroughs, um, we um we could have you know ever really been grateful to see um this thing this cryptocurrency this digital asset opportunity it is really a remarkable thing which is why it is you know just it's so captivating and the information in it i mean granted it's it's a lot of technology and it's very hard to explain this early stage of things. Um, I mean, imagine trying to explain the internet when it first came online, not an easy thing, at least until you can give examples of websites here and there. 
And so we've been uh, experiencing for those that have invested and witnessing for those that have been observing uh, one of the most amazing breakthroughs um, in our time right now. And especially, again, with the opportunities that it provides, so many, so many advantageous events and capabilities to deliver and to succumb to and to build on with this capability. And, you know, in the right hands, this is the, the most amazing technology and in, in, in being able to transact, transit, um, share this like absolute value, the absolute value of something that is, if not worth more than money itself, but for it to provide this level of value that can transition over to uh, a monetary scale in so many different ways. This was one, this is one of the, um, you know, just amazing advancements for the average person to really be, to really be a part of. And, uh, and I was trying, you know, that, that's what I was trying to really highlight in this, in, in this conversation. And just to revisit the title and to remind you all and crypto for all. You know, that's coming in at a, at a, at a level where the conversation has been taking place for a very long time by all walks of life. And it's a very compelling conversation because to really speak on any aspect of it, on any level of it, to, to really start to kind of get into it, that's just going to be even more intriguing to try and realize what it is that we're actually capable of doing what we're what we're doing like what we're able to do with this programmable money option that right there is just even more fascinating in 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 providing this education in providing this advancement level of knowledge for you to really grasp the importance of the value that you hold within a wallet and what you're able to do with that and share with that. They don't teach you in the educational system, edu mon finances and, and monetary options and issues are not at the forefront. Math is only memorization anyway. And in, and you know, your, your calculations of measurements or what have you. It's not going to be anything financially applicable. So in this little effort of trying to make this show, um, to, to, to build this show with this knowledge of what this incoming remarkable innovation is, I provided what I feel is a well-rounded basis to begin at least to transition into what cryptocurrencies are, into what blockchain is. And so, again, in the right hands, this is something that, that really delivers. 
and provided this was my first time gig of doing a podcast. So if you've made it this far, thank you very much. Introducing a new tech and finance isn't easy as this, as this affects everyone. And beginning with my first episode, I guess you could say the trailer was just a way for me to try and highlight the different areas of things to think about when entering the space and then officially coming in with the Meet Steve Strange title to officially kick off the the episodes. And using the Steve Strange um, label was just a way to not only highlight the, the avatar character that I created within this cyberspace, within the blockchain space, which, by the way, is valued in, in that avatar, in that name, in that profile name alone, if I, you know, if I so choose to put it on the market. And so I began to, to try and find an, an opening dialogue to go into how to begin this, this understanding of cryptocurrency. And then also I had to use an alias as well for the sense of security. As the crypto space grows, so, do, so does your investments. And then that becomes very appealing to maybe any onlookers. So I had to use an alias as well for that reason of security. Then moving on to the, to the next episode, deemed Bitcoin Red, where we were joined with a friend of mine who was a, a longtime advocate and pursuer in the digital space long before crypto even came on the scene he was always very knowledgeable about the digital space and when he was able to join us in that episode it was a very interesting conversation to hear his pros all on bitcoin alone and him providing his bit of knowledge and experience so i thought that was really great of him to come in and do that and it's fun as well and so i continued on with needing to provide the foundation on on why this is on how this is on what this is this the structure behind it is being fully backed by many powers in society in the world and it's very, to me, I, I consider it very important to, to gather that insight on really who's behind this rather than to think this is some, some shell of a game that is going to falter out in a year or two. Well, it's certainly been longer than a year or two. And I think there's been enough money flooding into this space to get really gain some attention to any of the other wealthy that hasn't noticed it yet. And so in those episodes of banking to the future, a bank to the future, I provided that insight on these very 
peculiar power structures in the financial realm of the world that are making the decisions for other countries to follow and their investments and concerns, especially into the crypto space. And believe me, they have it pegged down. In fact, they even have um, their particular favorites. And in a recent episode I did, I gave off a, um, a list of cryptocurrencies that were being highlighted. And um, I'm just now realizing that, that they have a list themselves. And I apologize for not having that prepared today. But um, nonetheless, the, the list that I've given um, is, is really further enough to get you started. And if you wish to find that list, you really only need to listen in on what those entities, those organizations are and what they're doing. It's not very hard to look in, find out, research. And moving on, the next episode that I refer to as the basics. This was really kind of providing the the, the early steps, the jump off point, the the recognition to those exchanges or wallets or how to really begin to look into these things. And I know visually a lot of this helps, but again, this is just dialogue. This is just conversation. This is just a preparation and introduction for you to begin into thinking where you want to begin. Where do you want to start? How would you pass on this knowledge as many others will come along? Then the next episode I go into is one that's called Ericology. Another friend of mine, good friend of mine named Eric, joined us on that particular episode. And that one was uh, very fulfilling, very substantial. He provided his long time and successful knowledge of, of his advancement in the, uh, in the financial realm and his thoughts on on crypto as well. And it's always helpful to really engage in a reassuring conversation on the value of what these cryptocurrencies are and seeing that very early on and seeing that in others to, again, to really, really prepare yourself to begin the conversation with others that will be coming on. And so I especially favored that episode due to the level of content that we were um, going over and discussing. And moving on from there was a, uh, you know, for that highlighted particular moment of the year, I did a quick holiday special, just something to throw together in regards to what you would Think about giving as gifts for others or yourself. Of course, it was in that gift-giving time of year with a fun, a couple of fun little little quirks, fun notes, suggestions in there. But moving on from there, I had to move on to another very uh, important topic 
which was about Ethereum. An important topic for everyone to realize as Ethereum has really solidified its place on the scene, not just in the crypto space, but on all parts of enterprises and uh, the business landscape. Because as I mentioned, this breakthrough technology is going to change all of that. So thus the corporations and enterprises are going to need to stay with it or ahead of the game, if you will, to, to remain relevant. And at this point, that relevancy is in Ethereum. It's undergoing many controversies right now as everyone frustratingly awaits its upgrade to version 2.0 so that this new upgraded version will make it much more bearable to use because it's still in a very primitive stage right now and the fees that come with it are ridiculous so nonetheless it's still very I guess you could say a hot commodity <laughs> as, a, as a way to put it, but it's more than that. This, these, there's the particular cryptos that are coming on the scene are very hard to identify and label within that financial spectrum because if you try to deem it a, uh, either a security, a commodity, a currency, you can't just peg it to just one of those things because it it can actually um, take the place of all of those things. And so that's what that's what tells you that the system is in the, the whole system is in need of an upgrade and that the financial rhetoric that has been on the minds of even the most prolific financiers and and. Uh, the professors, the lecturers, those that have been in this space are going to have to learn or relearn because the the way of this financial system is completely being flipped. And um, so there's going to be a considerable amount of a learning curve for everyone. Which brings us to the next episode I made a valuable called stablecoin the stablecoin connection this this one in particular is very interesting because it is applying that value onto a a stabilized digital form the value of money onto a stabilized digital form that will hold its place and remain stable in price that can also um, not only take advantage of the the internet space of sending sending money just as quickly as a message, and that's the the thing to think about here is money or value being sent as quickly as an instant message is. That's what we're talking about here. That's the reason. The system is being flipped into recognizing what those third parties, the the what the third parties in the space have been doing in taking advantage 
of something into which they're no longer going to be needed. And so I especially liked that episode because I went into various levels of detail into describing what a stable coin uh, is capable of doing. Not only that, but to expose the system in a way that maybe you've never thought about. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Moving on from there, I picked it up in a much more lighthearted episode with another good friend named Johnny, where we talked about NFTs. I think at this point, maybe you've most likely heard of the name by now, as it is seemingly flooding the headlines in many news networks. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Not only that, they are also showing the amount of um, money that's being spent on these NFTs through artwork. So NFTs are basically a way of tokenizing physical property onto this digital space, onto a blockchain. When you put something onto a blockchain, that's when it begins its level of depth and value. And so many artists and art pieces um, are making their way into the headlines and showing just how readily valuable economy is within the art space. And it's pretty fascinating. But again, it reaches beyond just art alone. NFT is the ability to tokenize anything. And I mean anything. There have been, there's been a, such an occasion where a real life person has applied themselves onto the blockchain, putting various bits of information onto this NFT, allowing others to vote on their decisions, if you will. Very strange, but very digital. I moved on to another episode. Dealing with the Wall Street deception. Again, another expose that came into the light that grasped the world's attention. Where it was seen the level of corruption or the level of adverse and advantageous advantageous effects from those at a certain position uh, welcome, openly take from others, especially those that are without. And playing this Wall Street as if it's a game for them to win only. That is very problematic, and I'm glad much of that was exposed, but yet the dollar still rules, and so very little has been done there. In fact, I haven't seen any particular type of um, judicial happenings coming from that space. Moving on from there, 
I referred to questioning whether crypto was in a bubble. I liked that episode because I had to uh, go back into a level of history. And in various points of these, I do go and I mention history as much as I can. Again, to to apply that background and to apply that that understanding of where this is coming from. Just so maybe that would help you easier, easily understand what what's being done because of who's involved. And it's understandable to find out who when you know how it came about. And so in deciphering the, whether this is a crypto bubble, I delve into a bit of financial history there to show other examples that have taken place similar to what we're seeing again today. Moving on from there, I had to shed two sides of a coin. Bitcoin, in fact, because mostly in the headlines, you will only see the glorification of the appeal and the the gravitating mass to want to own Bitcoin at such an average level of society. And it was only fair to really provide both sides of the story or the coin to get you to understand where or what or how Bitcoin may be perceived. For the time being, it seems like a valued investment but ultimately it's it definitely has some some cons to be wary of and then moving on from there i uh, finally made it to providing the probably one of the most important ways of securing your investments is by understanding the tips and tricks and knowledge on safeguarding your money within the wallet and your investments so that you can feel a little bit better about this responsibility that you now hold in your hands separate from the system that has always had us provided to, again, either a third party or another institution that takes advantage of that situation. This was, a, I think, a pretty important episode on the security side of things in which I hope you are able to take good notes and uh, maybe share your side of things as well to your friends and family. And a point that I'd like to make is because this is still very much oncoming. And those of you who have not spoken to friends and family yet, it would be helpful to do so. And at various times, of course, but to really get them to understand that, again, this is a a learning curve coming. And uh, it's the evolution of this is not stopping. It's only continuing its own history and its own endeavors, thus continuing 
that conversation. So that leads us to the present. And again, this, this opportunity has been one of the greatest gifts that the average citizen could have, you know, that we could really um, benefit from in so many ways. I mean, the, the, uh, the level of capabilities. One example is something called an airdrop. An airdrop is something similar that everyone just experienced with, with what the headlines are telling you is called a stimulus check, which doesn't make sense really at all because it's not stimulating anything other than maybe your the dopamines of you seeing this extra amount uh, in your checking account. So the dopamine chemical release within your head is is uh, making it feel a little bit better right now. And in the crypto space, there's something similar called the airdrop, where if you utilize a particular platform, a particular operating system, just for being a user or for owning maybe just owning a particular type of crypto, you become eligible to receive an airdrop of another kind of crypto. And so you automatically get these extra cryptocurrencies delivered straight to your wallet, thus allowing extra this extra amount of currency that you didn't have before just got airdropped into your wallet. And it was very it's been very, very easy to be uh, to benefit from this type of opportunity. So you're experiencing that now on a certain level with these stimulus checks, also known as universal basic income to really accompany your recognition to this capability. It's enticing. Yes, it is. But as you may well know me by now, I will provide a little more intel on exactly how to observe this. Is it a dilemma? So there, there is some level of understanding that we know that we are all familiar with when it comes to uh, scripture, if you will, and what that means to us and everyone in life. And so these next bits of information I'm going to provide are just the other side of what you're not seeing in the headlines yet. So interestingly enough, Microsoft has a patent and this patent is referred to as WO as in world order 2020 060606. And of course, this should raise some awareness, but this particular patent deals with the cryptocurrency space, the blockchain space. And this particular patent has this question of whether this crypto mining system will involve a microchip 
So first, let me remind you, in the right hands, this could have been one of the greatest opportunities for everyone to benefit from. And unfortunately, the level of corruption has been so rampant that the odds are this advanced technology and capability is in the wrong hands as well. So it deals with a particular type of mining system. And I've tried to go over mining before in previous episodes, as that is a way of uh, accumulating data to fill in the blockchain, which creates the currency. And this type of patent uses the body activity for the data. In fact, I can even read you the abstract from the patent. Human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. A server may provide a task to a device of a user, which is communicatively coupled to the server. A center communicatively coupled to or compromised in the device of the user may sense body activity of the user. And it just goes on from there, basically associating body activity to servers and mining this crypto. And so that's just one aspect to this. And there are other bits of information. So there is a, uh, a particular enzyme, if you will, a, a biologically modified enzyme that's been created. And it's called luciferase. L-U-C-I-F-E-R-A-S-E, Lucifer race. And this is going to be part of that patent. Again, there is a level of scripture that we have all heard of before that I think most of you should understand by now how this relates. And... That particular enzyme has, a, has this nano, nanotechnology in it that illuminates. When you look up luciferase, it says it's a bioluminescent enzyme. And it, use, it uses a, a system called quantum dots, where these, it'll have these highlighted lit up dots that almost have its own language as well. And um, not to mention, you know, that this this talk of all these these jabs, these inoculations that are going around, containing a particular um, genetically modified organism, a GMO, if you will, of um, our particular uh, body architecture such as the RNA. And um, so this mRNA is a GMO. It's a modified um, enhancement, if you will. It contains 
another ingredient called luciferin and um yeah and it has its own patent um owned from another science institution luciferin and that is found within the mrna ingredients and so if you look up and go into the so one of the companies big pharma delivering this this uh ingredient this inoculation this quote-unquote remedy for people to safeguard them from a virus as if our own body doesn't have antibodies already if you go into the moderna website and you look for the mrna information it's going to be under a heading called operating system and they refer to it as our operating system and reading from a snippet here recognizing the broad potential of mrna science we set out to create a mrna technology platform that functions very much like an operating system on a computer it is designed so that it can plug and play interchangeably with different programs in our case the program or app is our mrna drug so this particular example that i'm bringing to you is a um, also a way for it to interact with the other oncoming 5 and 6g technology maybe very soon you will see extra antennas built up around so that this communication network will increase and enhance and so just to remind you nanotechnology has been around for quite some time and it's already also very well known for harvard professors scientists and doctors to okay a lot of this nanotechnology as well as it being injected with these inoculations with this mrna in fact if you wanted an example out of the department of justice there's a harvard university professor named dr charles lieber and he was already been charged for making false statements to federal authorities about his participation in these chinese programs developing these nanoparticles and viruses for something called gain of function i would like you to in fact i encourage you to look up something called gain of function because gain of function is the willingness to collect and manipulate viruses that cause disease and death gain of function is a research that biologically enhance purposely and this takes place in part of the research so if you made it this far 
I said I had to make an announcement, and my announcement is this. In regards to providing all this technology, it is remarkable, yes, but I feel too much that it is in the wrong hands. And now I have to set this aside and think about what this means to me. I will still be invested in these technologies that I have with my investments currently so far and to observe this dilemma as to what I'm going to do next. And I feel better that I was able to provide much of this information to you now so that you have an idea and some knowledge, maybe more so than you had before. At least this is my effort to provide and deliver. But concluding this information that I just relayed to you, it's troubling to me. And so I have to sit and think things out. This may very well be my final episode in regards to this topic. I thank many of you that have stayed with me this long, and I hope maybe you enjoyed some of it. And um, again, I encourage you to reciprocate this conversation and find out where exactly you are in this observational dilemma. Thanks for listening. This is One Nation Under God and Crypto for All. This has been Globe Media Network Podcast.